I'm going to hit the record button now. Um, so I have hit the record button, which means we're about to go live. Uh, that also means that anything we're talking about right now will actually be in the show if you don't watch it live. So anyone who's not Ten watching live just heard all that stuff. Okay, here we go. Uh, Warren, it gets loud right now. Get those words! All right, guys, good morning. If you haven't woken up already, uh, there it is. There's your wake-up call. We scream at you with Bid Nerds. Get those nerds. My name is John Polnick. I'm the host of Bid Nerds, along with my partner, Michael Deeb, over there on the other side of the screen. Uh, we are your daily nerd out on the most interesting cars of the day on all the automotive enthusiast auction sites. Uh, we're a couple of morons that don't know anything about cars, but we make predictions to what we think they will sell for every day on the show nine o'clock uh or nine o'clock ish depends on when we roll out of bed or you know i'm in vegas so i don't even i haven't even been to bed i've just been up all night because that's what we do in las vegas uh michael d how are you this morning that's what happens when you live on the strip it is uh it's totally true they, they won't they won't let you go to if you try to go to bed early uh like you know let's say you try to go to bed at like midnight or something like that you just feel like an a like an a-hole because you hear everyone partying and and oh, hooting and hollering the music and you're just like oh man i'm a chump if i'm going to bed now i'm missing out fomo for life um hey we have an expert today uh it's been a big week we've what? had i know right we're just bringing in people to show us up clearly we don't know what we're doing and we make it worse by being uh, bringing people in that do uh from rad for sale one of the founders of radwood and one of the hosts of probably the best automotive podcast out there dwa that's driving while awesome we've got warren madsen there he is hello What's up, warren? Warren? What's up? I'm going to have to give you 20 bucks for that uh, plug for DWA. I, I take it. Bitcoin. I'll do it. Do it. Uh, I want it in crypto. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Uh, thank you guys so much for having me. I was just telling somebody yesterday that I'm I'm the least prepared and the most prepared for this show ever. I have no idea. I have no idea what we're going to do, but I've been preparing my whole life for it. So. Oh, my God. Yeah. It, it, yeah. You might be one of the founders of the show. <laughs> yeah. 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 Thank you guys for having me. I'm stoked. And uh, yeah, it's great to see you both. And uh, Michael, where are you located? You're not in Vegas. I'm right here in San Francisco, man. Oh, I'm nice. just up the highway from you. Yeah. Damn. Sweet. Yeah. Sweet. I'm born and raised. Very cool. What neighborhood? Uh, I'm right in the middle of the city, close to Twin Peaks. I'm oh, on yeah. Roosevelt. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Corona Heights is the technical latest marketing term for the neighborhood I live in. Of but course, of course. Yeah. It's changed I'm all the time. I'm, I'm in between the Castro and the Hate District. So uh, um, sometimes, because we're above the Castro, which is the gay area, uh, it's, been, it's been referred to as the Swish Alps. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my wife lived in Ashbury Heights. Uh, for yeah, yeah. years and so i know the area super well but uh yeah, yeah it's pretty cool awesome. it's usually sunny which is kind of nice i grew up in the sunset which is always foggy like uh, yeah santa cruz you know there's a marine layer but here i'm on the other side of the hill so it's sunny most of the time beautiful beautiful 
Well, yeah, thank you guys for having me. I'm stoked. Let's, uh, let's nerd out. Let's nerd out. Hey, before we get to the cars, I just wanted to say thank you for having uh, me on the DWA podcast. Uh, that is the most current DWA podcast available for DWA. Is that correct? If we go to DWA and look it up? Yep. Yeah, yeah. So that would have launched yesterday, Thursday. And yep. thank you for coming on. Um, it's always nice to have a guest that we don't have to uh, encourage to speak. And <laughs> I, uh, my wife delivered a second cup of coffee. Uh, we have an espresso machine, and uh, boy, I tell you what, I got on. By the time we we rolled out of our bid nerds episode, I had just enough time to mainline another cup of uh, espresso, and I got on your show, and I was like, "Hey guys, what's going on? How you doing?" Oh my god! It was just a shotgun. It was terrible. So I listened to half the show yesterday, and I was uh, laughing out loud, especially when we started talking about when you guys started talking about binders, and Lane was poking fun at me, which I thought was brilliant. But uh, I I paused it for for to take a break. And, uh, and I was telling Esther, my wife, a little bit about it. And I said, JP's doing all the talking. I love it. It's no, it's great. These guys I mean, are just sitting back and watching it. Like, you can hear it. JP's just like monologue. It was hilarious. Yeah, no no uh, insult uh, intended. It was it's way better that way. Uh, we talk all the time, as you guys know. So it's nice to have somebody who knows what they're talking about and can bring something to the show. So anyways, thank you for coming on. You're welcome anytime. Michael, same thing to you. If you ever feel like uh, even recording in person sometime, holler. Uh, yeah, it'd be fun. I'd love to come down. Yeah, but uh, yeah, we always love having good guests. And, um, you know, we've known JP for a while now. And yeah. It's not our first rodeo on the podcast together. <laughs> that so. is true. They've got a great studio down there in your neck of the woods, Deep, too. Uh, the, the old Wrigley building. Is that right? That's right. Yeah. 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 So yeah. when you guys get, get that back up and running, um, Let's uh, let's set it up for video, man. Let's uh, let's come down there and then. Uh, Absolutely, yeah. We're know. we're close. We're super close. I mean, it's it's pretty much happening now. Um, it's just a matter of logistics. So yeah, yeah I would love that. Well, and talk a, talk a little bit about you guys. Big, got a big event coming up in July. Is that thing already sold out? Yeah. So which which event? <laughs> well, yeah. the, driving driving while awesome in the mountains. Oh right? yeah 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 absolutely. So well, we have two things. So we have uh, the DWA Sierra rally rewind um right. so we did a sierra rally a couple years ago and we're kind of retracing that backwards but rad like southern sierras um three days of driving about a hundred people uh it's like a rolling cars and coffee it's it's yeah. the best the best when summer you camp. when you say uh like southern sierras is that like three rivers area like that kind of area Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 You know, three rivers. That's nice. I have. Yeah. I've climbed up uh, mineral King and oh, yeah. pass. I've been up there. Yeah. Nice. Uh, Black for, Kawea and all that. That's yeah. It's that's beautiful awesome. up there. It's really, really nice. That's it's for those of JP. you guys who, uh, who don't know the areas that they're talking about, just know that the DWA guys, they drive and they know the roads and uh, that's for sure, yeah, just, yeah. man, you guys find the there. secret squirrel spots that are like, it's out there. God. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. That we, is, that's, we push the limits a little bit. Like, you know, a lot of these rallies are very just, you know, roads that ways would tell you to take or something, but we're trying to get lost a little bit. And, um, nice. Who's that little, that's, that's, Petunia. that's our producer. That's our producer. Yeah. 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 Beauty. <laughs> yeah. So that's three days, three days in the mountains with uh, good friends and, and a bunch of cool cars. And then, uh, July 10th, we're doing a Radwood in San Mateo. So that's Radwood yeah. North. Is that spot, is that spot disclosed yet or not? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, 
it's officially unofficial, but um, it's the San Mateo yeah, Event yeah. Center, which is the old yeah. uh, Bay Meadows racetrack, horse racetrack. That's track. what. That's yeah. Cousin Mark, uh, my cousin Mark, grew up in Foster City, and uh, he watches the show religiously. Uh, bangs on about JP all the time, and uh, <laughs> and when you when Lane was on and announced uh, that that it was going to be at a big event down there, he guessed uh, correctly that that's where it had to be. So cousin Mark got that one right. Having never been to a rad for uh, rad Redwood, yeah, uh, he, he he did. He knows the area well enough that he knew where you guys were alluding that's good, to. That's good knowledge. So, we're yeah. stoked. Yeah, on it's it. really we, cool. We did a walkthrough uh, last week, and um, it's like a kind of like a college campus sort of quad vibe. So it's going to be yeah, really totally. spread out and. Um, it's going to be easy to get to plenty of parking for spectators and it's a really good central location. So anyways, that's our first kind of launch back into the Radwood world, uh, after the pandemic. And, um, it feels like it's been a while, but, um, we're going to jump head first and have a big event. And then it's a huge July for you guys. Yeah. It's actually back to back weekends too. So it's like, yeah. we'll do Radwood and then get ready and, and roll out for the rally. And then it kind of just steamrolls from there. So yeah, it's good. It's good to be busy, right? Yeah, I like sure. the idea of a campus uh, theme. You know, then you could go with all the '80s and '90s uh, college campus movies. We could do Toga Party. Totally, man. I'm totally okay. Toga so now we, ha- now we have now we have now we have a costume plan for our Radwood weekend. Uh, exactly. All right. Well, speaking of making guesses, uh, what we do on this show, if you've never joined us before and you're only here for the Driving While Awesome guy, uh, what we do here is we pick a bunch of, we, we sort out, we go through all the cars that are on Bring a Trailer, Cars and Bids, P-Car Market, Hemmings, Rad for Sale. We find the most interesting ones and we bring them to you and we talk about them right here on the show. And then we the rubber hits the road when we make predictions as to what we think these cars will actually sell for uh, when the hammer hits the auction block at the, uh, or the Sound block at the end of their uh, auctions. Uh, we always start every show by going over our predictions from the day before, just to prove to you we really don't know what we're talking about. Uh, so let's go ahead and do that, Michael D. What were our cars of the day yesterday? Ooh, good question. What was our car of the day? Well, yesterday? we was started with a car that was kind of near to you. You know, being uh, being a restaurant owner in San Francisco, we oh, had to do this bullet. green bullet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Warren, I, my sister and I own a little Italian restaurant up on Knob Hill since 1989. And uh, Dude, it's on the awesome. corner of Taylor, Taylor and Clay. And also on the corner of Taylor and Clay was Steve McQueen's apartment in the movie Bullet. Uh, and the Bullet Mustang was parked out in front of the corner store right next door to us. Um, and he spends many scenes in that movie. And then they also filmed at Gramercy Tower and the Taylor Street Hill is part of the chase scene with the Dodge Charger. <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. <laughs> Those are all on our block. So on our Taylor Street is a big part. It's in multiple different scenes in the Bullet movie. So when the 01 Bullet Mustang came out, and then I've always been a big fan of all the Bullet Mustangs that have followed, including the car we covered yesterday, which was a 2008 Mustang Bullet that had just 2,900 original miles. Uh, this car was in really nice condition. Um, you know, Ford likes to claim that it's a limited edition, but um, uh, JP and I were laughing at the fact that they built 4,370 of these things <laughs> yeah, in yeah, 2008, yeah. and then they call it a limited edition. I mean, imagine that's more than all the GT3 and all the GT3 RSs from any different vintage you can pick. I mean, right, that is right. a crazy number. <laughs> I mean, it's just unbelievable. And, you know, 95% of them are this dark Highland green. Uh, but what you get is a little better suspension, the torque thrust looking wheels, you know, a cue ball shifter uh, and a little more horsepower. The color always looks good and the fastback worked. So JP and I thought this car might have a big finish. So I said 26, 
JP said $27,000 and took the over. Our car came close. I don't think we were really off. The car brought $24,500 and sold on Bring a Trailer. So that's a pretty big result for a 08 Mustang with 3,000 miles, would you think? Yeah, I would. Although 3,000 miles is incredibly low. It's not yeah. like uh, Ferrari, Porsche, Collector world. So I feel like those cars get driven a little more. But um, yeah, that doesn't seem out of... Out of uh, a crazy price. That is yeah, crazy. yeah, pretty pretty fair deal all yeah. around. I won that one. That's we why I bet the to... over on that one, honestly. It was miles, not Cars the car. and bids, yeah. Doug DeMiro had... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, I think we're pretty close. Doug DeMiro found a BMW X5 4.8 IS. If you remember, the IS was sort of the hottest version of that early generation of the X5. Big V8, big uh, wheels, a uh, little bit of uh, body cladding that made these cars a little cooler. Um, certainly a little more power than the 4.6s. Uh, but this car had 100,000 miles on it. And uh, JP, you know, you were pointing out like that, that there are a lot of wear and tear on this just over 100,000 mile example. I mean, it really looked like 150 to 200,000 mile example uh, upon closer inspection. Again, we were really close. I said $9,500. JP, you took the under at nine, and you almost got a Yahtzee. This car sold for $8,969. If my math doesn't fail me, you were $31 off a of Yahtzee yesterday. On mm, nice work. Warren, you ever driven one of those? Yeah, many of them. I, in a former life, I ran a repair shop that specialized in European cars. So we dealt You with saw them, too. Yeah, and uh, the one thing I'll say about this particular example is that it's the, the last of that body style in that era. So, yeah. you know, it's it's tough to be the guy that takes the first year of a certain BMW. Mm -hmm. um, but if you're in that last of that generation, a lot of the problems have been kind of ferreted out. And yeah. so as a used car, it's not the worst buy. Um, they're still super sketchy cars, don't get me wrong, like on yeah. a maintenance standpoint. And especially mm -hmm. at that mileage, you're getting the yeah. like you know yeah. start over on everything yes. but cv boots oxygen sensors all, all the rubber shit. every yeah, seal yeah. <laughs> and then the yeah. electronics start to get weird and all that stuff so yeah that's that's the annoying part of it and like you said if it's not super well maintained like if that doesn't have a binder of dealer receipts and always garage and all that stuff yeah those are just used cars and that's kind of what it sounds like it's sold for yeah, and that JP JP pointed a lot of that out yesterday. He was all over that car. So yeah, yeah it seems like a fair value for what you're getting, but there you go. Yep. Uh, we looked on. We went back to bring a trailer to look at a 996 Turbo, and this car was spectacular. JP, do you remember how how beautiful this car was? I think it had 16,000 original miles on a six-speed manual uh, 996 Turbo with a full black leather interior. It, at that point, it almost doesn't matter what the exterior paint is because that's the recipe, right? Low miles, Metzger engine, full black leather, uh, and manual. I mean, this is this is going to become unobtainium here real soon. Uh, I think this result maybe surprised JP and I. We really thought this car might go over the moon. I said 82000 JP was a little more conservative and took the under at 80. Our car sold for $71,500. Um, and I would say, like, look, I know you could have got this car for 50 grand five years ago, uh, but at 70 grand, it still seems like a screaming deal for what is arguably a brand new car. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I was really surprised it didn't go even past 75, just get closer to JP's bid, even if it didn't go flying past 80 grand. So what do you think? Am, am I wrong in thinking that somebody really ripped that car yesterday for 70000 Yeah, I think you're right. It's, it's tough because the this bubble is still, you know, going. And so, like, my mind went to 65000 bucks, and uh, the sales price seems 
totally fair and you'll yeah. probably be able to put another 10,000 miles on it and get the same price. You Absolutely. Know? <laughs> so, yeah. and I haven't, I'm not a big uh, Porsche Kool-Aid drinker. So, uh, but this is one model that always appeals to me, um, yeah. especially the higher mileage ones they are just bang for the buck. I mean, you can't go wrong. So yeah. the, uh, the, yeah. the, you know, my bid at $80,000 really wasn't, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure I said it yesterday. I was just trying to get closer. You know, we play prices right rules, so it's uh, over under. So I was trying to kind of narrow the spread a little bit, but I, mm-hmm. I, I really did think it was going to be mid seventies. And if it got more than okay. that, then it was one of those things where it's like, oh, man, I guess these really are crazy. But the nine nine seven turbos are in the eighties, um, and you know those have gone up too. But I just think a nine nine seven turbo is just so much better. It, it's just a better car. Uh, so if yeah. you're going to spend the extra money, if you're going to spend yeah. 80 or, you know, $90,000, get the 997 turbo. I do agree <clears> with you, Warren, though, that the 996 represents a better value. And so if you can get, a, you know, the value for a 996 turbo should be, if it had normal miles, it would be in somewhere in the 60s, maybe low 70s for a nice one, even if it had some miles yeah. on it. So that's where the value proposition comes in with a 996 turbo. You're getting all the car for a significantly less amount of money. If now all of a sudden we're saying they're the same, is a 997 turbo what's that tough sell to get the 997 yeah Yeah. right but if it was a 997 with 16,000 miles it'd been well over 100 grand yeah the mileage is what does it right so i yeah i I do agree with you that's still a great deal and i think the guy who buys this can enjoy it on the weekends he's probably not going to use it as a daily but he can enjoy it on the weekends and this car is going to go up in value i you know in four years five years from now even if he puts 10,000 miles on it i think he's going to get more than 70 grand for it and that's a super easy car to resell in that color combo. It's oh, not, for sure. It's not going to yeah. alienate was, anyone, really. Yeah, JP and I were both like, oof, that's a hot car. Me. Anyway, I, don't, I don't like blue. I'm, uh, you don't like the blue? A, uh, I'm not a blue. Uh, that, I like I, that is my least, one of my least favorite colors in Porsche is that just regular, boring Honda person blue. No, <laughs> no blue. <laughs> now I'm going to get one just to piss yeah. him off. How do you feel about silver then? I mean, uh, Well, that's like the thing. That. You know, silver, black, white. Uh, I actually am the guy that likes all the cars in the basic boring colors. I don't like the silly. <laughs> Except blue. Uh, well, yeah. but blue, yeah. is a, blue is a color. I mean, silver, black, white, those are kind of like neutral tones, right? Oh, I you're think. saying that's like the absence void, of void color? Void of color. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Or industrial. It's, it just yeah. makes it, you know, silver, <laughs> silver, black, white. Uh, you're you're talking about uh, th- those those colors go with machines to me you start making things really bright colors and now it's just it's i don't know yeah we could that's all we could talk we could have a whole show talking about color stuff but i'll be the first person to acknowledge that color that porsche people love the crazy colors i mean look at this dude that's like a yeah. thing over my shoulder oh that's man yeah. Porsche yeah. people in colors is They're just nuts. like wacko yeah. wacko yeah yeah especially in the last 10 years as uh, paul kremer uh, expertly pointed out the first time he was on the show this wasn't a big deal 12 years ago but it's been a big deal in the last decade i know all right uh jumped over to pcar market for just a second to visit their 2005 porsche 911 carrera s cab manual jp correct me if i'm wrong it was like 35 34 thousand miles on this car the the seller during the process of listing the car I came to the conclusion that the IMS bearing had not been done because they're a shop. They offered to do it at a discounted shop rate of, of a flat fee of $2,500 for an LN engineering uh, IMS bearing to the winner of the lot if they so desired to have them do it. Uh, and JP, you really liked it and kind of loved that this guy stood up to that and offered to do it. 
Um, and, uh, and boy, that good vibe carried all the way through. I said 40 grand for this car because it needed to work. And uh, you said 43 and you were, again, $500 off of Yahtzee wow. because this car sold for $42,500. I, I take it back. This car was bid to $42,500. And then it remains in the deal tank. Again, just over you. You still would have won. Uh, $46,500 in the deal tank on P-Car Market. That car remains for sale. Sorry, I forgot mm. my notes here. Oh, boy, Interesting. That's... Well, I, uh, I was just going to say our old – my old shop a couple of years ago, we did IMS bearings on a regular basis, and that's not a screaming deal for that job. So, yeah, <laughs> um, you know, it's like the shop saying, you know, we'll take we'll take your money to fix it. Um, yeah. But, yeah. Um, and I'm not always super sketched out on 997s without an IMS. Um, you know, early 996s for sure. But uh, anyways, and it would also there's a lot of while you're at it when you do that stuff. There's clutch yep. and yeah, it adds up wheels. quick. It adds up quick, exactly. So I could see see buyers going, eh, I'll wait for one that has that done and is proven or something. But um, that's a really cool car. That's a fun The car. thing for them to have done is just done it. I mean, just exactly. if you're a shop that's, and you get a point. rate, yeah. just, freak, just do it and just get get it over with. That's silly. Um, so totally. maybe I misunderstood it yesterday. I thought they were just going to say that they were going to do it. Um, but yeah, no, this is a great car. I think it's a convertible and that always hurts them. Uh, and it's a P-Car market. This, that really, that's the double whammy uh, for this car is they just... They're, it's such a weird platform, and uh, you know the fact that people know that the car can go into the deal tank. They let them set uh, mm. kind of a high uh, reserve. That really, I mean, it's a convertible nine nine seven, and I love convertibles. Everybody knows I love convertibles, uh, but I'll be the first to admit that they don't go for as much money. This is a this is a boring color by by Porsche people standards. So I don't see where you think that this car is going to bring everything. Uh, so that I, I think the the seller should have sold it. At that price especially yeah. knowing that they're going to get another twenty five hundred dollars in uh shop revenue <laughs> after that exactly wow all right all right last car that i handpicked for uh lane skelton uh, <coughs> mr radwood himself i want to see him buy this 1991 suzuki samurai gl with a manual transmission <laughs> and all-wheel drive warren look at this thing white on white it. with white wheels I mean, is that not the epicenter of Radwood and the whole movement? The graphics, the hard uh, it's just, top. It's just everything about this car. Uh, I absolutely picked that car in jest for our good friend Lane. Uh, I would love to see his take on this car. Um, anyway, I was really close on this one. I said 15 grand. Uh, it had low miles. JP, do you remember this thing had like 25,000 miles? There was a lot of surface corrosion underneath, but it wasn't rotten. Uh, it just looked like it was parked near the beach. This car spent most of its life in San Diego and is probably parked outside. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, JP took a conservative under on this car at 13000 I wish we would have got Lane's bid on it. It sold for $15,250. I was two hundred fifty grand off of Yahtzee. Uh, by and large, JP, we had a pretty good day. You won three of them. I won two. Uh, and there you go. Uh, Lane, that one's for you, baby. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that has to be a world record price for a samurai. I mean, right. I mean, who's paying more than fifteen for a samurai? I, yeah, J you should have heard JP like fall out of the chair. The car was at ten grand. I said, I'm going to go fifteen grand. I think Lane should buy it, and he laughed. He goes, Are you serious for a samurai? And it, it brought fifteen two fifty. It wasn't really wow. far. Wow. 
I, I, I do want to see, Warren, I want to see Lane and uh, Michael driving around in one of these. With Absolutely. Oh, with, with orange uh, mocha frappuccinos. Well, you should yeah. probably get some training wheels for it because they'll probably tip over. So that, is the, uh, that is why I want to see it, them both drive it at the same time. Yeah. It, it could tip over in the parking lot with me and Lane in the front seat of that car. That's Dude, sure. I, saw, I saw a uh, Tapui tent on top of a samurai. And I'm like, what, <laughs> what happens when you open that tent? Like the whole thing is... Oh my god, that's All funny. Over. Yeah, Ugh. those are really think, rough to drive. They're super cool looking, and I think they have a, a great sense of occasion. But uh, yeah. yeah, over fifteen for one that's not like immaculate would be that's, uh, amazing. Yeah, good, good on the seller. There yeah, you go. that is full nostalgia because honestly, I mean these the Suzuki Samurais were an alternative, an inexpensive alternative to Jeep. Uh, CJ7s and Wranglers. When they came out, that's what they were for. A, C, a CJ7 and a Wrangler, you know, those were 10 grand and you could get, or, you know, 12 grand brand spanking new and you could get a brand spanking new Suzuki Samurai for fifty nine ninety nine, uh, And that was Is that how play. cheap they were? That's how cheap yeah, they were. they were brand so cheap. Yeah. Warren, in high school, yeah. these cars were ridiculous. I mean, yeah. it was like a... It was like you could get that for the same price of a semester of private school, you know? But yeah. also, I mean, that's kind of what they should have been priced at. If you've right. Looked at yeah, that, there's nothing Absolutely. to them. Absolutely. Like, yeah. Right, right. And that's my so. point is that, okay, you're going to spend 15 grand on this thing now. Uh, well, you could go get yourself a really, really nice uh, Jeep tj you know a, a you know like oh. a wrangler tj like a 2003 uh, to 2006 brat uh, well uh, okay but i'm just saying if you're looking at an it, this is an alternative to a, to a wrangler that is totally. its function right so totally. now yeah. they're saying that people are trying to claim that they're worth the same as a wrangler uh that's just no. absurd that's just nuts i mean because the wrangler yeah, is the better I'm with vehicle. You. Yeah. I'm with you. Uh, and of course, there's all kinds of other alternatives. Like, uh, I don't know if you're, if you're uh, someone like uh, my partner, Michael Deep, he'd say, just get a G Wagon. <laughs> G Wagon? Yeah, just get a, just get, from... a, get a four by four squared. What are you doing? Yeah, exactly. That was the take that, that, that instead of choosing between the two low cost alternatives, I always take the luxury version of the car. For sure. That was, For that's sure. why I was getting that picked is on the 50, podcast. 50,000 times the expense. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Michael Deeb's move. All right. Well, there you go, guys. Uh, that is uh, those. That was yesterday's cars. We make predictions of what we think the cars will sell for, uh, and so that's just us proving that we're always wrong. And so here it is. It's time for today's cars, and it's Friday. It's a Friday edition. Uh, there's kind of a new ripple in the way these auctions are working these days. Uh, BAT, as usual, is changing up the game. Bring a trailer has added auctions over the weekend, so there are auctions yep. closing Saturday on and Saturday and Sunday. And we don't do a bid nerd show on Saturday and Sunday, so we have added a couple of cars to our list uh, that uh, will not be closing today, unlike a usual show. They'll actually be closing over the weekend. Uh, so, Michael Deeb, let's get to uh, today's and this weekend's most interesting cars. Well, it's let's start on Bring a Trailer. Uh, there is a car that is right in Warren's backyard. In fact, this car might be parked right across the street from him, and he might not even know. Although, I would be surprised if Warren didn't know this car, because I think the DW guys have the entire uh, peninsula and, uh, and coastal <laughs> range on yes. lockdown. Yes. Uh, uh, Warren, have you seen this 1978 Porsche 911 SC Coupe offered out of Monterey, California, which in all fairness, everybody, is like 35, 40 minutes from where Warren lives. Uh, it's way down the highway. But this car has 150,000 miles, 
And that's it. No modifications, no nonsense, no stories, no bad Carfax, no nothing. This is just a straight up, nicely preserved 911 SC Coupe, which have been moving in the right direction as of late. Uh, and this car is uh, at least part of its life has been spent in California and looks to be in really nice condition. Those seats, I would trade out uh, for those seats in a heartbeat for my 84 Carrera. Uh, the Fuchs look to be in good condition. The paint's either held up well or it's been repainted at one point. Our car does have air conditioning, and there's still some factory Cosmoline on the motor and the gearbox underneath the vehicle. So, <clears throat> Warren, have you seen this car driving around in Santa Cruz looking for ice cream one of the days uh, in the summer? <laughs> um, are you familiar with it, uh, just out of curiosity? And what do you think of these uh, things that, that JP, Lane, and Bradley and I all fawn over? Uh, uh, something gosh. like uh, an SC with a three-liter. doesn't even have 200 horsepower. We lose our mind like it's the performance uh, gold standard. Right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah, you talk to any like muscle car guy, and they're just like laughing. Like, what yeah. Is this? Um, yeah. I love these cars for a lot of reasons. I have not, like I said, I'm not part of the Porsche cult, so this doesn't move me in, in the way a lot of other contemporaries would. Mm -hmm. However, I recognize that you, you hit one thing that made me perk up, and that's Cosmoline. I'm like a yeah. sucker for that. Um, and I know how these doors shut and how everything is just so well built. I really do like that. I don't know this car particularly. Who's selling it? Does it say this? Who's selling it? Uh, it's uh, more imports, yeah. M O H R imports. Do you know so those I guys? Know, I know those guys, and I know who probably took these pictures and who's probably yeah. working this auction for them, um, which is yeah. uh, our buddy Steven. And um, I could find out a lot more about the car if you, if you want to know. No, but, no, 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 no. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I don't know this market because it's still moving so quickly. Um, you guys will definitely be more accurate with pricing. So I'll let you guys bid first, so to speak. But. Um, here we are again, a silver black car. This is yeah. like the anti-color of the Carrera, right? A little bit. It's funny because you see something that's boring and mundane and like ordinary. And my partner over there is screaming going, what time does this auction? Oh, and no, I no. I like, see if I, can steal I like the silver. I like the silver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for me, it's like, that's a, that's a perfect color for me. But I just know yeah. how the market is so weird with like, you know, the PTS stuff and the one of five whatever color um and here you have like a relatively benign example of that but it looks great sure pts would bring a premium but a car like this with no modifications gets the porsche enthusiast this really gets their juices flowing and i bet jp's over there drooling what do you think buddy yeah i love the car but it's got big paint issues it's obviously been repainted and poorly uh, -huh. uh you know it might be hard to see since you guys are watching on your small monitors if you're watching on a big monitor uh you know one thing we always do on the show guys we always put the links to the cars that we talk about uh in the in the about section below so you can always kind of go and look at the photos yourselves uh and when they get to the photos that are close up of the paint there's a bunch of spots that they i mean it looks like they didn't even sand the thing down when they repainted Yikes. it there was like Ugh. there were some really bad spots that were were peeling up and they just painted over it and who knows how long ago that happened now that doesn't say that this right. isn't a car that i wouldn't still love to own i mean 150,000 miles does it say if it's had the top end rebuild or rebuilt oh, I didn't get it you know that. because you uh, keep talking i'll figure it out not yeah, only that uh, something to be said about kind of poor paint is that you can drive the hell out of it and yeah, not yeah. worry about it you know you can get that rally patina and not right you know, <laughs> 
This is, I had I had a car that was very similar to this uh, not too long ago. Our friend uh, Ryan bought it from me uh, about a year and a half ago, and you know, yeah, I I love a nine eleven that you can take to a parking lot and leave it there and and be able to get into it and drive it all over the place. You know, does this thing have the chain tensioner? Does it have the top end rebuild? Has it had a clutch? All that kind of stuff. If the maintenance is up to date, then this is the perfect just drive the hell out of it. It's a two hundred fifty thousand mile car. Uh, it does have more corrosion underneath than I would typically like to see, but it does see seem fairly dry. Well, I mean, yeah, it looks like one of the oil tubes is return tubes is leaking there, which is also really common, but the push, the, what do you call it, the push tubes or whatever on there, there look pretty dry. I'm trying to get a picture above the engine. Um, any word on that uh, top end there? Uh, Michael? Nope. Yeah? nope. They do not. This is a very Spartan ad. There is not a lot written about this. Yeah, so that makes me really, I mean, look, I still wouldn't be scared of this car if the price is right, but being that this is a really good looker and it's on BAT, uh, it's probably going to be bring more money than I think that this car deserves. Six months ago, this was a $28,000 car, and uh, Michael Deeb, where do you think it's going to land now? Yeah, I, you know, I, I kind of like this car still, it, just because it... Mm -hmm. it, it you know, it's all there and it's, it's stock. It's not all beat up. We've seen so many of these where there's been, you know, a lot of modifications. I thought 44 last night, but you're kind of talking me off the ledge. So I, I still think there might be 10 grand in it. So I'm going to go $42,000 and offer it to Warren and Warren, take a guess, just take an over and under. Yeah. Yeah. I, my, my mind went to 36, five there, there. You're right there, buddy. That's where, without knowing too much, but yeah, it's so tough with those too. It's all condition based, you know, and without yeah. seeing that paint up close and knowing why they repainted it and yada, 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 it's like, yeah, yeah. Like this, is, this is what we do at Bid Nerds, right? That yeah, is correct. We've got a little video here. They did a cold start video. Now, I did not watch this. And on a car like this, you know, if you're going to do a cold start video, what I want to see is I want to see the tailpipe. I don't want to see inside. Uh, yeah. You know, I get it. Yeah, okay, it starts up and it sounds okay. So now he's going to the back. Um, you know, how much smoke is it blowing? Is it, you know, because you can tell right away if you're going to need a top end rebuild on a late, on these a lot of times. Uh, you start them up and within a minute of it starting, it just starts blowing smoke. And then as the metal expands and everything, everything tightens up again yep. and that smoke goes away. Um, so, yeah, this one seems like it's all right. Uh, a red fan shroud. Hopefully it doesn't have red uh, valve covers. I think we saw from underneath it doesn't well you know i say that not as a as an aesthetic uh problem but, but there from was that a, shop yeah the motormeisters if you're ever looking at a at an air-cooled porsche uh, particularly from california and you see a red fan and a red fan shroud and red valve covers uh run away it's probably a, an engine that was rebuilt by uh, motormeisters <laughs> who are notorious for just like ripping people off oh nice yeah, yeah and not so, doing the work like, yeah and yeah just straight people? up not doing the, oh yeah. wow yeah <laughs> 30 grand for a rebuild yeah. and not rebuild your motor i mean yeah it's, oh, they, were, it's brutal. they were corrupt one of yeah. those all right yeah. jp what's your guess on this car yeah i well did did Warren give a guess? I'm yeah, thirty-six. Thirty-six-five. Warren, I think your your price is right on. I think that's what it's worth. If this were on Craigslist or OfferUp or you know somewhere RenList or something like that, uh, you would put it up on there for thirty-nine grand, and it would sell between thirty-five and thirty-nine very quickly because it is still a coupe SC, even with poor paint, even with the high miles, and we don't know what the uh, history on the engine is. Uh, but this is BAT, and BAT people are bonkers for coupe. 911s SCs. Yeah. So I'm going to take Michael Deeb's uh, original bid and say 44. 
Um, All right. And uh, this will be a very good test to see it just how bonkers the market is because Warren's yeah. number is correct. Uh, Michael's that's number is, yeah, that's what it's worth. And Michael's number is giving uh, a certain amount of, okay, well, we'll give it a little craziness to it. I'm going, I think things are even more crazy than that. So, but that's smart uh, too, because you know, your audience, which is BAT, right? So you're, you're giving that buffer to yeah. that platform, which if you smart, have this car and you want to sell it, this is where to sell. It's not uh, an air cold car is definitely not, does not belong on P car market unless you are actually in New Jersey and you can leave the car at their, you know, used car lot so people can come and see it. That's about it. All right. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, so uh, let's uh, yeah, really cool car though. I think someone's going to, even if you do overpay for this thing, it's still a nine eleven SC coupe. You, you're going to just have a great time forever. Uh, all right. What else we got today? Michael D. That was a really cool car. All right. It's Friday, JP. Let's go big. Uh, let's jump over to Hemmings where they have found a 1997 Ferrari 550 Maranello with a six speed manual. Our car, is offered, our car is offered out of Rancho Mirage, California and has just 27,000 miles on the odometer. The paint mm. and the leather on this car have held up really well. This has definitely had a Ferrari life where it was probably driven for an hour and then wiped down with a diaper for three more before it was put away and left for another two months before it was driven again. Um, this car looks like it was really well cared for. That being said, the consigners only had the car for a few years, and he never did the belts. And the belts on these cars, the timing belt on this motor, needs to be done every three to five years, depending on how often you drive it, and at least every 3,500 to 5,000 miles, again, depending on how often you drive it. it. By all accounts, the belts on this car have not been done for 3,500 miles or since 2013. So this car is in dire need of a major service, including the timing belt, uh, and that will set you back a pretty penny. Now, a screaming deal on that service is going to be in the seven to $8,000 range, but most reputable shops probably charge over $10,000. You're looking at twelve dollars to $13,000 in service for this V12 Ferrari. Once that is done, though, you are in, uh, and you're in like Flynn because these cars are going up in value. Um, with 27,000 miles, red tan, and the belt service done, this could be somewhere between a hundred dollars to $150,000 car. And like I said, moving in the right direction. In other words, you could drive this car for three or four years and potentially like realistically sell this car for considerably more money than you paid for it. So this is definitely, I would say, an investment grade example, despite the belts not being done. Just keep that in mind that you know that as soon as you get it, you're not going to go out and drive it. You're going to take it straight to your mechanic and you'll take delivery of the car from his shop after the belt service is done. Other than that, I think this is a great car uh, and it's in California and it's even got a cool little uh, vanity plate. It says Italian V12. So uh, Warren, are you a big fan of the panini makers like I am? I love Italian cars. Huge, huge fan. And these cars are near and dear to my heart. I spent uh, a couple of days in a, a Euro TDF 550, drove to Carmel mm. and back. Um, mm. Very special car. It's a, it, you know, it is a GT and um, they're a little bit cumbersome to drive. Um, but man, look at that thing. It's perfect. Uh, it checks a lot of boxes for me. Um, the color isn't my favorite. I don't really love red tan, but most people do. So yeah, it's again, resellable, resellable for sure. And it's got the Daytona seats and it's just a, a very nice car. But yeah, like you said, you hit it right on the head. It's like 10, 12 grand right off the bat just to keep it going. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, you might do, it might be clutch time. Um, who knows? So yeah, I'm, I'm curious. Remind me of the mileage. 
27,000 miles. And in the comments, some of the people are asking him about the clutch. And he said, uh, because several of the services, the annual services, the mechanics and the technicians had recommended a clutch. Uh, and this guy claims that the car drives great, shifts perfect, so I don't need a clutch. Um, so it may need a clutch uh, while you're in classic, there. Classic, the classic move. Um, yeah, so it needs clutch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's there almost 10, 10 years on belts. And what else is looming, yep. right? So I mean, yeah, right. Well, it seems like it's all been deferred, and the next owner gets to take it on. Uh, and then the thing that we're also up against is you're looking at an Italian exotic car on Hemmings News, oh, where they, God, you know they're right. selling where you're selling a ton of domestics. This would be a great place to get a premium price for a Plymouth Prowler, yes. uh, you know, or a Galaxy, a Ford Galaxy, uh, you know, GT500 with a 427. But yeah, yeah. is that the best place to sell your 550 Marinello that needs service? This is a, this is a did not sell at $69,000. Uh, well, it's already oh, you're, at you're 87550 <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, it's not a bad guess, okay. but it's at... 87,550. I was just going Hemmings market. Absolutely. You know, you're right on the you're right in the wheelhouse. It's yeah. at 87,000. It was at 76 last night. It's on 10 bids. It's got three and a half hours to go, offered out of Rancho Mirage, California. Okay. JP, what do you think? I you and I both lament that it'd be fun to own a V12 with a manual for at least a little while, right? Oh man, this car is just is just heaven. Uh let me ask you guys as uh Italian experts, uh this timing belt thing that needs to be done we know is expensive if that fails uh is that a zero clearance engine are we talking detonation catastrophic Uh, catastrophic and do they fail is that something that you see regularly or do Mm. they just uh is that just a good question the early ones i think the belt technology has changed so much but the early cars like your testerosas and stuff um that was a really scary thing but these yeah i I don't know you know just 10 years on those belts, I'd be a little sketch just age-wise, you know? I yeah. don't, but, uh, Especially in the desert climate of Rancho Mirage. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it's all about how it's driven, too. I mean, if you're if you're wailing on that thing, there's obviously a bigger chance. But who knows? You could start it one day and the belt snaps and that's it, right? Well, so. but isn't that, I mean, look, I've, you know, I've owned 16 valve Scirocco's back at, when I was a kid and, you know, with 200,000 miles on it and just ripped the living daylights out of those cars, abused the, <laughs> just abuse, abuse, abuse. That's all the car I ever saw, right? Uh, with the original timing belt and they never broke. I mean, yes, they break sure. a Occasionally, but is this one of those things kind of like maybe the IMS or cylinder scoring, bore scoring on uh, 997s or something like that with Porsches? Is this just something that people are like, well, um, it never, ever happens, but you, you want to make sure that it never happens because it is a yeah. complete disaster if it does. Right. That's kind of where it's at, JP. Like I said, yeah. it, it could be that the belt wears out. And it's not working properly, but I, I haven't heard of a belt snapping on these and a guy losing his motor um, hardly at all. But you just, you know, nobody wants to take that chance. So I think with, with most people that are investing this kind of money, you just opt for the preventive maintenance. And so it seems yeah. irresponsible that this guy owned this car and never took it in to get the belts done. When they, as a receipt that says they hadn't been done since 2013. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah that's, that's on 10 years and I'd be... Yeah definitely getting that done but uh that car is definitely going to sell at whatever the bid is now um yeah if i had deep guess, what's it so. good deep what's 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 your bid deep we'll give uh warren second guess. yeah so this car should be worth 130 grand but it needs twelve thousand dollars worth of service so i'm going to say fifth one hundred fifteen thousand bucks 
All right, Warren, what do you think? I'm just below that. I'm going to say 112. Um, Good. Where you at, JP? I think this is a hundred fifty thousand dollar car if it were up to date on its stuff because it's a manual. Right. Uh, you know, we're seeing the we're seeing the what is it the F one transmission ones go break a hundred, uh, which yeah. is ridiculous. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna go. Deep, you said what one fifteen? Yep, I was uh, at one twenty five last night, but I'm you know it needs a lot of service. I'm taking your one twenty five then. All right. And also, one uh, twenty-seven thousand miles is like a hundred thousand miles in Porsche talk. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, for the Ferrari guys, like that's yeah. that's a driven car. So, but it looks in very good condition. So, I mean, Warren, I'm glad you car. you brought that up because that is a conversation that Deeb and I have a lot. Is that it's the old school, the old guard Ferrari people versus the new. Um, I just don't think the new. The, there's a bunch of people that are in this market now that always wanted one of these that never had one before, and they're not Ferrari people. They're just like, I want a Ferrari. Uh, they are not the pleated pants. They're not those guys um and they just don't care about all that crap um you know they don't care if there's an accident on the record they don't care if it's got a few more miles on it relative to the other ones they just want i mean i want a ferrari I, like personally i want this car if i were if i had the money I, dude i think this is a great kind of, kind of like the 996 offers a better value because it's you know not a 997 i think this car is kind of the same thing it's a it's it's got a few extra miles by ferrari standards but everyone else is like well whatever ferrari standards go great you guys go sit in the corner and worry about timing belts in a couple of miles we're gonna go drive the stupid car that's what i'm that's, sure. that's my fantasy uh it is on hemmings and uh so my number is a little high and uh you know I, i'm probably putting way too much faith in in a very 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 poor auction site Let me i hope you're right because it'll yeah. it'll justify how rad of a car it is so yeah this should have been on ride for sale this car should have totally yeah, been on no. ride for sale what year is it <laughs> It's a 97. Yeah, 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 absolutely. This is great. This is you guys, man. Come on. That would be awesome. All right. What else we got? All right, JP. Let's jump over to Bring a Trailer where we have found a 2009, excuse me, Mercedes-Benz SLR McLaren convertible Hmm. with just 3,000 miles. Again, offered out of Van Nuys, California. Uh, This has the 5.4 liter supercharged V8 AMG basically worked in the, uh, on this car as well as the engineers from McLaren. Uh, this was a collaboration between the two companies because McLaren and Mercedes were in partnership on a Formula One team back in that period and were very successful. They're winning the championship a couple of different times with uh, Mika Hakkinen and coming very close a couple times with Kimi Raikkonen. Uh, so this car was sort of bored out of that relationship and partnership to create an exotic car that went on to compete with the Enzo Ferrari and the Porsche Carrera GT. Now, a lot of us knocked this car when it first came out because a lot of the switchgear and things that were in the cabin were just carryovers from Mercedes-Benz luxury cars. And one would think that an exotic car with a half a million dollar sticker price uh, would have had more bespoke pieces put onto it. Um as those cars that it competed with, like the Carrera GT and the Enzo Ferrari, rose in value, these cars immediately after production seemed to go down in value. And it's very common that you could have seen one when they were two, four, six, seven years old. You could have picked up a coupe for under $200,000 and a convertible like this one for just a little bit over $200,000. But in the last few years, these cars have really started to gain steam and they've gone back up in value. 
I'm not saying that I think this car will bring $500,000 or close to its original MSRP, which in this case was $517,000. But they are definitely moving in the right direction. And it wouldn't surprise me if this car was well into the 300s and came close to $400,000. I will also go on to say that a majority of these cars were painted in silver. And so when you see one in this beautiful metallic black and this what they call silver arrow, almost white leather seats pay a premium for this unusual and very striking colorway during the fact that it's convertible which there were less built they only built 100 total cars over like a five-year period um they built less convertible 2009 is the last year of production and the fact that the car has only 3,000 miles and i think this is a strong example of an slr this is a collector grade example and it ticks a lot of the correct boxes so i hand it over to you warren what do you think about the slr SLR McLaren convertible. Yay or nay? Because we kind of shit on this car when it first came out. <laughs> I'm a big yay. I really like the cars. Uh, Lane and a lot of people do not. They have a phallic kind of weird look to them. Totally. It's it, it's groovy, baby. <laughs> it's polarizing. But um, yeah. I dig them. I'm, I'm just a sucker for Mercedes-Benz AMG anyways. And this, yeah. this era, that was a really, really special car. Um, and I've had a chance to be around these quite a bit. So... I appreciate them a lot. Um, and like you said, the convertible, it's like, you know, I don't know, probably adds 25% to the value. Yeah. Um, and the color combo is rad. Uh, I'm not a huge black uh, paint fan, but keeping them clean. But I mean, a car like this, who cares? It's, it's a killer combo. I mean, look at that thing. It's a Batmobile. It's crazy. It's um, gorgeous. Yeah, I like it. I'm in. Yeah. JP, before I hand it over to you, uh, are you tapping near a microphone? It sounds we're getting a yeah, little feedback. Yeah, I'm hearing some this. scratching on a microphone yeah. cable or something like uh, that. It's definitely not coming from me. Uh, I'll be yeah. Okay. I just, yeah, just, right. I just thought we'd isolate that. But uh, JP, this car, I mean, man, a lottery winner. This, I could see you totally rocking this cab. What do yeah. you think, buddy? A couple of dirt stickers on the uh, quarter panels I mean, there? it's a lot of money for an SL55. I mean, this is <laughs> wow. such a badass there car. It is. There it is. <laughs> I, I, I got to agree with the original, you know, assessment that, yeah, it it's too much like the Mercedes. And look, I like SL55. Hartsman. I think they're great. But, I mean, come on, guys. I'm going to get a half a million dollars for a car that really is, is or an SL63, I guess, since it's a 2009. Um, this car is so amazing. Uh, when you see them on the road, they look so much better than they do in pictures. Yeah. They just don't yeah. really uh, do justice when you see them in video and stuff like that. And you got to love the goal. Not the goal wing doors, but kind of the. <laughs> The yeah, hybrid scissor door. Scissor do- well, yeah. it, it's not even that, right? Because it's not it's not like a Lambo scissor door, and it's yeah, not what a gullwing. Because it flares like a- forward. Know. It's it's like yeah, something yeah. in between the two of those things. So, but anyways, yeah. uh, I, I find it amazing, honestly. As much as an SL car as it is, it is it. it, it it has a soft top. I mean, the SL 500 yeah. has a hard top that, and you know, even the Ferrari, what is it? California uses the exact same, uh, SL 500 hard unit, hard top unit. So, and they've shared it with other cars too. So it does seem odd that they didn't use that same unit for this car. I guess it's just because the cab is so much further back. Well, uh, yeah, you have that space, big penis right? nose. The yeah. romance. Yeah. Yeah. The big, big <laughs> yeah. It's the packaging, right. But, yeah. uh, and also maybe a little lightweight nod to, uh, keeping it, uh, more performance oriented, even though the thing probably weighs five thousand pounds. But. Gajillion pounds. Well, yeah, and that's Mike, that's a great that's a, yeah, that's yeah. a great take. So, despite having six hundred and seventeen horsepower and five hundred and seventy five pound foot of torque, 
All of that power is run through a five-speed automatic slush box. When the Carrera GT was a stick and the Enzo Ferrari was a floppy paddle, single clutch, mm -hmm. uh, you know, sort of an SMG kind of thing. Uh, mm -hmm. This was obviously the least exotic of the crew. And uh, when you talk about how much this car weighed, not only on its own, but certainly against its competitors, um, what you have here is a really beautiful Dodge Viper. You've got this <laughs> big heavy car that makes so much power but you don't realize the power because the car weighs so much i don't i'm not saying that this car isn't faster that it wouldn't scare you but it's probably not as intimidating as that recipe should be uh and and in the end when you drive this car it's probably there's probably a lot of scuttle shake and all this other stuff i imagine it's very viper-esque uh at the end of the day it's just a lot prettier in the packaging so jp where's it gonna land yeah, it's sitting at $276,000 with less than an hour to go out of Vanoise, California. The Crystal Galaxite Black SLR McLaren is going to sell for, I think, a whopping $375,000. Whoa, wow, okay. I think that Lord, there's going to be a late flurry for this car because people want them again. Man, I would have I would have kind of been on that tip too, but uh, it's stalled out at two seventy five right now. Yeah, but there's gonna be a late flurry. It's I on know, BAT. I know. It'll definitely be a late flurry. Um, I'm gonna go a little less than that. Uh, I'm gonna say like, do it. I'm gonna say 350, just right in the middle. There you go. 350. Yeah, Warren's Put me taking, down. Lock it in. Warren's taking me, take, taking my number. Uh, you know, look at this picture I've got in the lower corner, guys. It would be very, very easy in a parking lot to look at a picture, this picture and go, is that an SLK? No, I mean, that, no. That is, uh, that is, no, in person, that, there's so much more yeah. imposing. There's that so hood wider. is eight feet long. Yeah, that exactly. hood is eight feet long. <laughs> yeah, in person, they look so different. They look lower, more menacing. They're just a more imposing car than they look in photos. Um, yeah, you yeah. know, I, I agree. But uh, boy, the fact that even a photo could make it go... Make you go. I, I mean, you would. It's potentially with this angle, you would skip right over this, just thinking it's an SLK. You just be like, oh, oh, oh wait, gosh. wait, wait, no, that's an SLR. Okay, it's the big. Yeah, yeah. It's a big deal. Uh, all right, yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna split. I'm gonna go three sixty five. Okay, that's kind of where I wanted to go first, but. Uh... Yeah. Yeah. I JP, I bring you a black convertible from Stuttgart, and you crap all over it. Exactly. You know what I love it, it. You know I love it. it. I just take? don't. I don't have the faith in the audience. <laughs> I think there are too many cabriophobes in the world. Uh, oh my you know, god! It's just. I, I would rock that problem. car in a heartbeat. Oh, that's a daily driver. You could daily drive For that thing sure, too. Totally. You can't daily drive a Carrera yeah. or an Enzo, but you could drive. You go get a single bag. You get a single bag of groceries and they have to sit on the seat next to you because there's no room in the trunk. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's look at another black Mercedes, JP. We found a 2003 Mercedes-Benz G500 with 185,000 miles out of Austin, Texas. Has a five-liter V8, a five-speed automatic. There's a couple of accessories on here, like an Alucab rooftop tent. They bolted on a ladder. Uh, and it even has a shadow awning. But take a closer look at this auction, JP. I know you don't like to talk about the title, but this thing, this Carfax up, this Carfax is lit up like a Christmas tree. <laughs> it has a branded title because of a buyback and lemon. It has damage reported, and it also has potential odometer rollback indicated oh, and six previous owners. Oh my so god. How, so how on earth, JP, is this car already at 
$22,500. What are you buying? It's a box of bolts. And this car has two days left on the auction. It doesn't close until Sunday. Out of Austin, Texas, with the most colorful Carfax I've ever seen, G500. I'd rather have that Suzuki Samurai. <laughs> well, yeah, you, know, you can put this the is, same tent on there. Right, yeah, and it'd probably... Yeah. Uh, look, the reason why I brought this up, why I put this car on the list, is exactly the, the, the Carfax. You and I have this conversation all the time. There's a there's yeah. a minor accident on the Carfax, and the first thing you're like, oh, it's got a bad Carfax, and I'm just, it just yeah. drives me Turn. nuts. It's like, no, this has a bad Carfax. This is exactly yeah. what a bad Carfax is, right? Uh, yeah. Theft recovery or... Or something it is a this has a yeah. branded title yeah. uh it doesn't yeah. just have an accident um according according to the carfax there's a dead body in the trunk <laughs> six owners alone six owners right. i'm already like uh no but i don't think so uh, well so and then this one goes against your argument though jp because i think it's a strong value considering how bad the carfax suggests this car is you know well and that's because it's a g-wagon i mean g-wagons just bring big yeah. money no matter what the heck they are and regardless of all this i mean like it was it to tyler hoovey has got one on hoovey's garage that he's done a bunch of stuff this was a g55 so it's got the supercharged engine uh and yeah. it's got two hundred thousand miles on it and yeah well yeah but i mean that's the thing you go to his site and you watch his videos and you go man it's still stupid reliable they did some maintenance to it but it's fine uh this is the kind of car where you know this guy has it totally kitted out for overlanding um and if it didn't have all a terrible title uh a 2003 g-wagon with you know mid to high miles is going to be a 30 something thousand dollar yeah. rig that was Here's, my question thank you yeah Jeffy. i was curious he, what this thing should be worth Here's one that has all the cool overlanding stuff. You can go beat the yep. daylights out of this car, and it's got a branded <laughs> title, so who cares? The question totally. is how much higher than the number it's at right now will it get to? I mean, this thing even has rust issues, for crying out loud. I mean, it's Jesus got Christ. every problem you can have for a G-Wagon, but I would still rock this thing. Uh, and kind of like the kind of like that SC that we were talking about earlier, where the paint isn't very good, and uh, you know it's got a bunch of miles, and maybe it's going to need to rebuild at some point well yeah but that's the 911 you want to go rip through the roads and leave in a parking lot and drive around this is the g-wagon that you want to go take out in the woods and get some uh, some some rocky mountain pinstriping as they call it as the tree branches <laughs> drag down yeah, the side of the uh, paint and stuff yeah, like that yeah. who cares park it open your tent crack a beer smoke a joint do whatever you do uh warren yeah 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 i'm with you i think man the ownership history is tattered um Crazy. but you know it's it, like you said it's the perfect one to go rally off-road it's already got ten thousand dollars in upgrades for mm-hmm. the overlanding kind of stuff um, right yeah that's a four thousand dollar tent right there right over car exactly I'm sure yeah yeah for sure um they're fairly overrated cars just on based on how they drive but they are so well built i mean that's a it's a very capable off-road car so yeah yeah, yeah. But I think you're right. As far as value goes, I don't see it getting anywhere near what a what a non-branded title, just stock, you know, soccer mom G wagon would get. So the the additions to the overlanding stuff may not really help value much. Um, but I'd I'm saying like. Yeah, like low thirties. Well, best. hold on. So I we'll, mean, we'll give we'll give D first crack at it. I mean, and just be, to be clear, yeah. too, guys, uh, so- this thing doesn't. And this auction doesn't end till Sunday, right? This is this is uh, right. This is right. The so it's got two so. days. It's got two is it days no reserve? Go. It is no reserve. Okay. 
Yeah, no reserve and two days to go. Um, I, Warren, not to like go completely at odds against you, but I would almost argue that maybe the, the high value here is because of the things that are on the car. In, in most cases, you would think that you know all the accoutrements don't really help a nice car. But when a car is this banged up, is somebody yeah. buying those pieces at a discount and they get a G-Wagon with a branded title throwing in? Because, again, I, it, I'm shocked that the car is – at where it's at last night it was on 12 bids at 20 grand and overnight and this is not the close day it's up to 22.5 i had put twenty three thousand dollars as my bid and i have to move the needle so i i want to say 25 but i wouldn't be surprised if this car brought 27 if it gets to thirty thousand dollars i i think we should just stop doing the show because it just <laughs> doesn't make any sense like i think bid nerds should just quit and go home like that's ridiculous i know 30 grand for that that lit up title i i don't know if you're a mechanic i suppose but that's just crazy no no i'm 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 definitely leaning your way i just think that this the suv overlanding world is so hot right now and no. I mean, if you look at trying to buy a sportsmobile or any SUV, really, oh, if you a truck, it's crazy. We've covered right? a bunch of Volkswagen, uh, every version you could possibly imagine. JP and I are both kind of into them. Obviously, Bradley's had one or has one. has a Synchro, I think. Um, Van- so Vanagon? they've been – yeah, they've been uh, bringing Brad- big mo- – yeah. No, I, have a, I, have a, was- I have a Vanagon. Uh, Bradley doesn't, but – Oh, you do. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah. So no. anyways – Yeah, they've been, you know, I mean, the values of those have gone crazy too, which is to that argument. Anyway, I'm going to say $25,000 and send it to you guys, but I already don't feel good about my bid. And I think it's too low. (laughs) I know. I'm going 31, and it's uh, not not even close to worth that. But uh, try finding a G Wagon for under 30. It's super hard. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're seeing 200,000 mile G Wagons definitely bring 30 grand. Uh, This one has rust in the body and everything too. It's like, this is just. This thing is <laughs> almost irredeemable. Uh, at twenty two five, I think it's a buy. This would be awesome. I know. Um, Deeb, what'd you say? Twenty five. I said twenty five, and uh, Warren said thirty one. Uh, I'll go twenty seven. I think it goes. I hope you guys are right. Yeah. That's I mean, say yeah. That. I, I, I just don't see this. It has to stall out before thirty. I mean, with that title, there's no way. Um, I hope so. But then again, maybe there is. I, geez, Louise. Uh, all right. Uh, well, there's, I mean, yeah, that's a interesting discussion when it comes to titles and branding and how those things, you know, I, I, we're playing a video here and the owner, you could tell he's talking about the car. I like this guy. I like, he's very clearly pointing out everything wrong with this thing. He's pointing at the rest. He's pointing out the dents. He's pointing out everything. And I think there's something to that. And I think that's going to bring this guy more money because he's, I know. Not, and he's not trying to hide anything. He's like, Hey, look, this is what it is. That's the perfect sixth owner you're looking for, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Warren, that's a great yeah. take. Yeah, that's the guy you want. Yeah, I love it. I oh, love man, it. yeah. yeah. Bid nerds rule number 468. You really want a good sixth owner. Somebody you do. With, you, know, you really, that's uh, what that's Charisma and integrity. That's, that's important in buying a car. Exactly. Is it because oh, he's being God. honest about the car, or is it because of his hair bun? All right, moving on <laughs> yeah. to the next car here. What else we got All right. this weekend? All right, Warren, let's uh, let's push you to the limit now. Do you love American cars? Because JP picked out a 1991 <laughs> Chevrolet Corvette ZR1 oh, with just 19,000 miles out of Signal Mountain, Tennessee. Uh, this car also closes in two days on Sunday on Bring a Trailer. Um, let's see. It was listed also in 2018. Anyway, none of that stuff's important. What you're really buying here is the LT5 V8, 5.7 liter V8 with about 375 horsepower and almost 400 pound foot of torque. It has a six speed manual transmission. 
I have to say, I, this car in white with the bright red leather really offends me. I love that colorway on an NSX or an Integra Type R. I hate it on a Corvette. It That's just funny. looks really, really cheap to me. Uh, I don't know why. I, but I, I mean, I don't really like these cars in general. I was going to say, probably because it's a Corvette. Is that why? Yeah, cheap? maybe. Thank you. That's probably it. I don't know. Where were you when I needed you? Uh, anyway, the motor is everything. It's a four cam, 32 liter uh, V8, and it, it's just bonkers. This was a lot of horsepower back in the day. Um, anyway, no accidents on the Carfax, clean car, low miles. Uh, JP and I had an argument on the show and off the show that ZR1s were only $20,000 cars. Uh, and, and I thought that they were still bringing more than that. In my mind, they were, you know, 40 and $50,000 Corvettes. He's like, deep, you can get one for 20 grand. Uh, so here's a great example. The car has two days ago. It's over $23,000 dollars at the moment it is a low mile clean example uh but that being said it is in that twenty thousand dollar range and jp uh, tends to be right on these things so let's see what happens here is this car going to creep up and be a thirty thousand dollar zr1 or or not what do you think uh, warren any love for these things yeah it, this is the perfect radwood on paper yes. i love these cars yeah i, I see you know pictures and I, I see them rolling into one of our radwood shows and i'm like that yeah. thing's rad and i, I yeah. love everything about it it's got so much style and you know just that gm 80s and 90s vibe to it but yeah. I've driven this exact car basically our uh, co-founder rick deacon had a red on red example and it oh left, my God. Me, left me stranded after a 20 minute drive uh, ah, <laughs> with a, no. bad, a bad relay i believe oh if i God. remember correctly or fuse or something anyways that's maybe not the you know c4 corvette uh not the fault of its you know whole generation of car but right um they're not super great cars to drive i mean no it's like if you live in texas and you're bombing the highways for sure the stuff i want to do is tight twisty uh, mountain roads and this is not the car for it so i don't really lust after these having said that i know it's a special car it's still i think it's aging well what do you guys think i think it's like over time like every time i see one a nice one i go that's a pretty well, rad car this is this is where okay you know i i love that radwood exists um because you know i came up uh deep and i came up in that era and you're obviously from a younger generation all you guys that that created radwood were, were barely yeah. around you know you guys were in diapers they so, were more 90s and 80s yeah deep yeah, and yeah. i can remember when this car was the gosh darn car back then there was no jalopnik or dwa or youtube where you yep. could watch endless doug demiro videos about every car there ever was back then you had three yeah. magazines at the safeway magazine yep. rack and all three of them road had and this track car, car driver motor trend Yep, all the three cover. of them had this car on the cover and uh you know for months for years for nobody would shut the hell up about the ZR1. Oh, it's got square head, your rear taillights, all those things. So this was the car of cars. If you won the lottery and lived in a double wide, this is the car you immediately <laughs> went out and bought. Uh, Ran out and bought. Yeah, yeah, I mean it was like, you know, and cuz you could go and get this car, you know, it was like the exotic car for every man. Uh and boy, uh are you right Warren, they are not good. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, they're a ton of fun. You can do donuts for days. They are a great Boulevard cruiser, uh, which yeah. was also significant back in the eighties, back in the eighties was the kind of the last era of teenagers cruising. That was a thing, you know, you yeah, just the drive driving and, like, yeah, exactly. Going to yeah. get, uh, you know, your milkshake and yeah, American graffiti, special. man. 
your special lady friend and yeah. uh, you know hold hands and yeah if you rolled know. if you rolled into the cruise uh in a c4 vet of any oh, yeah, gender of any it. you were just like the guys like oh my god butch has a vet holy cow you know buck has a vet it's yeah. always guys that had names that started with b <laughs> yeah, like that. exactly um exactly. Yeah. warren tell tell lane i'd rather have a 1991 porsche 911 c4 Wide body, the automatic wide body, wide body in '94. Yeah, thanks, thanks, uh, thanks Um, for your contribution, Uh, (laughs) Pete. Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, you know, and here's the other thing too. I just wanted to add to it is that you know neither are even though there's a big uh, delta between your generation, Warren, and ours. uh, The delta that's even greater between uh yours and uh say the 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 kids the z generation that are just now getting their driver's license uh these cars are hipster cars now um one of my best friends his 17 year old son uh has been looking for a, a c4 vet and just bought one and he is over the dang moon about it and i gotta be like okay great that's cool man you know, they yeah, can't afford a, 911 C4 wide bodies like my Totally. Car. And there's a lot of support <laughs> for these and their ownership probably isn't the worst experience. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to run and duck for cover after I say this, but I like this color combo white over red. You're like really, <laughs> you're really leaning into it. It's oh. like, if you're going Corvette, you might as well go full Corvette and I'm going to get a visor and a Titleist yeah. Polo and oh um, my God. I'm going all in. But uh, look, look, Warren and I are correct. This is a great color combo because it has a black ironic. dash. It's awesome. It's yeah. fantastic. Yeah, yeah. It is the best looking vet there is, but you know, that's okay. Deep wants a wide body. 911. Yeah, yeah. So we, we um, yeah. As far as value goes, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, gosh, how many miles again? Well, let's let's uh, let's uh, get nine, let, Warren. We'll give you a second crack at it so we can. Okay, let, good, good. Uh, deep kind nine, of, uh, start the start the numbers. Nineteen thousand miles. Uh, okay. I have some more notes. I just want to read to you guys. Uh, when Chevrolet wanted to make this motor, when they wanted to squeeze that much power out of their V8. They actually partnered up with Lotus to create the motor, uh, and then the motors were built for them by Mercury Marine out of Oklahoma, uh, just mm. so they could get 375 horsepower out of a pushrod V8 back in the early 90s. Uh, Alfred, out of Signal Mountain, Tennessee, with 19,000 miles worn, our car has two days to go and is sitting at $23,000 on like five bids. Look, I would not be surprised if this car went well into the 30s, but I think that you can still find these things for for reasonable money. So for that, I'm going to say $29,000 and send it to you, Warren. Where do you want to be? I'm going high. I think 19,000 miles is low for these. This is a pretty Radwood color combo. Um, Yeah. And... Yeah, I think there's like you said, there's a new demographic of people who think these cars are cool and they haven't even driven one. <laughs> Once they right. drive, drive one, they might change. I'm gonna say thirty six thousand dollars. Yeah, you're not far off. Well, I think thirty seven would be all the money. You say there's a new audience for these cars that, ha- but they haven't driven one yet. What have they been driving? They've been driving, you know, they've oh, been Grand riding- Theft Auto. Well, yeah, sure. Thank you. Yeah. They, 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 so one, they haven't been driving at all, or they've been learning to drive their parents' Prius. You know, so well, yeah. To, but yeah. this is way Instagram. more fun than anything that. Oh uh, no, for sure. Yeah. This is like this is a, a huge leap for them. But I mean, they've been looking at Instagram and and seeing these cars in you know oh. in YouTube videos, and they haven't you know maybe aren't as well versed, and they've always wanted one and that kind mm. of story. And then when you get one, and you're like, holy sh. 
you know. Yeah, it's it feels more powerful than I thought, and it's built like worse than I could worse have than I thought. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that at hundred miles audience, an hour, that I car shakes. Yeah. yeah, I don't think that new audience knows has any reference points to say, oh, this is good or bad. They just don't. They, oh, this is what a performance car must be like. But I don't know. Maybe you're right. Maybe it's a don't meet your heroes. Um, did I get a right? It's still you, so. What's the number? JP, your your point is absolutely valid. But these cars are so visceral. You don't need a reference point because oh, they've I, never experienced torque like that, and yeah. they've never experienced a car shaking where the doors felt like they were going to <laughs> at 110 miles an hour on the freeway That's at 11 right. o'clock at night. <laughs> when they're going to see their girlfriend or whatever. Exactly. You know? yeah. Yeah. There are a lot of these in garages right now waiting for their owners to die at any moment. Absolutely. So uh, there's no shortage of these uh, that will oh, be there sold by is, their kids. Soon, there is so. a tidal wave of American cars coming in the next 10 to 20 years. So that's for yeah. sure. Um, yeah. Tidal so wave. Will it's this car happened. break 30? I don't think so. What'd you, what was your number, Warren? Yours was I'm at 36 more. and I'm, I want to even go higher. I might, uh, I might where were you, Dave? I'm sorry. 29. I don't think it's going to break 30. Yeah. If it had 1,900 miles, it's a $40,000 car. I'm going to yeah. break 30. Yeah. I'll say th- I'll, I'll take the 30. I'll take the over because this is a pretty darn right. nice one. Um, All right. What a way to end That's the week show. with a ZR1 Corvette. Warren, you survived, dude. I don't know how you made it through this damn show. Holy mackerel. Is the uh, takeaway from this show that, this, that we are just like, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, what were the three magazines <laughs> that you told me? Car and driver, motor trend, uh, and what was the road, other one of the eighties? Road and track. And road, and, road and track. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I I think I did pretty well. Although this is easy to say before any of the results come in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think I did awesome. Oh my god, that's pretty funny. Yeah. Well, I mean, Warren, you do you drive while sainthood for getting suckered yeah. in it. Warren drives Coming while awesome and great. also bids while awesome. So there it is. Warren from yes, right. uh, driving while awesome, rad for sale and Radwood. Go check out all of those things. Warren, anything else you want to plug before the end of the show? Uh, uh, not too much, but uh, if you're in the big, area come to radwood norcal tickets are on uh, the rally is sold out but uh tune into driving well awesome where i have more rallies coming and um yeah i'd say just stay tuned to rad for sale and if you want Very to good. list a car for free use coupon code tubular when you mm. do so and you get a free listing on rad for sale 80s and 90s cars um and we're ramp ramping that up as we speak fast nice. times at ridgemont high tubular that's fucking awesome man that's, that's total right. spicoli that's right. Thanks for having me, guys. This has been fun. Oh, Warren, we great got to through you, a whole week show, without dude. an f bomb until the last minute of the show. So thanks, Michael Deep. <laughs> did I do it? No, he just dropped an f. Was... He just dropped a total tubular <laughs> f bomb. I I swear, like I went to Catholic school. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Yeah, that was hard. I was actually holding back the whole time. I, yeah. When we hang up, I'm just gonna curse into the closet. Yeah. And just get them all out. Go kick. Go kick the dog. Exactly. Exactly. Fellas, thanks for joining Hi, us. JP. Make sure you subscribe, like, hit the notification button. Bidners, your daily nerd on the most interesting cars of the day and all the automotive enthusiast auction sites. I almost got that out in one breath. We do it Monday through Friday at the 9 o'clock hour. So make sure you join us for Bid Nerds. Uh, this has been a great week, guys. Watch the auctions over the weekend, and yeah. we will see you Monday. Oh, Michael D., did you want to say something? Yeah. 
Yeah, start planning for your July. Bid Nerds will be at Rad for Sale, and we're going to try and, uh, you know, uh, scuttle onto the uh, rally as well. So uh, it's going to be a great July in California. Be here or be square. Thanks, Warren. Get the dirt!